Party on, Todd. Party on, Sal. Rock on. Rock on. Well, welcome back, podcasters, to another episode of the Party on John cast. This is Reverend Sal Sarmarco, a validated minister in the Presbytery of Newton and the PCUSA, serving in healthcare chaplaincy in the town of Newton. Always needing to be validated. Validate me, please. <laughs> and I am uh, Todd Laddick. Uh, I am a uh, an ordained elder uh, in the Greater New Jersey Annual Conference of the United Methodist Church, serving a congregation, a most excellent congregation, in Newton, New Jersey, on higher ground from South. The only higher ground I give him. Because God gave it to me. Preordained. <laughs> All right. Ba-dum. Ba-dum. Okay, so... Uh, Perfect. Well, I guess uh, that's our introduction. Uh, now, the, the last f- you know few episodes, we really kind of have. Um, well, let's say we've had some pretty awesome, awesome pretty rocking special guests. Um, but today, it's just Sal and I back to just, the roots. Just, just, just us. Just us. It's good. Um, so anyway, um, and that brings us to our Hebrew segment. Percolated edition. Hey, Todd, how do you know that God loves coffee? How so? He wrote about it in the book of Hebrews. Oh. Actually, there's another variation of that joke maybe we should try next month. Mm. We'll leave it at that. Ah, Let's try that. Okay. All right. So... So I was going to say, what are you drinking? But it's, what are we drinking? We're drinking the same coffee. We are drinking the same coffee, and that coffee happens to be... Uh, Starbucks, Guatemala, Casi Cielo, Antigua, uh, medium roast coffee, single origin from Latin America. Mm. And it is Guatemala. pretty good. Yeah, it Guatemala. It's um, medium roast? Yeah, medium roast and uh, full of uh, body, uh, hints of chocolate. Um, now, if we were French pressing this we would get a bit more of the flavor notes but uh but percolated just makes a solid bold cup of coffee so what we're getting is bold chocolate and maybe slight hints of maybe citrus but but it's mostly bold chocolate coffee i think i like this more than put their pike's place yeah this is good yeah this is it's not as bitter not as bitter this is a good you want a good solid cup of coffee get this and either percolate it I'm sure if you drip it, it'll taste good. But either percolate it or or um, French press. Either way, uh, those are uh, the best types of coffee to have. Are the ones where you might end up with sediment at the bottom. Uh, that's just the way it works. So um, yeah, definitely French press. Definitely French press or percolated. Uh, if you have to do drip, I'm sure it'll taste good in that too. I'm guessing you can't get this in a K cup. No, I don't think you can get this in a K-cup. Uh, yeah, yeah. it goes like this, folks, right? Like French press, percolated, drip, drip. and then K-cup. Yep. And um, I think this this coffee, I think actually, because I was looking it up online before we before I came over, I think they actually change it. They change the source every year. I every think. year, yeah. This is a, this is a special single origin uh, uh, roast um that comes from what single origin means is it comes from one place. Typically, when you buy coffee, like if you get like Maxwell House or even Dunkin' Donuts, or other, they will take the beans from several different locations, roast them, and you, you have your coffee. Uh, single origin means they only took the beans from a farm in Guatemala, in in uh, Antigua, uh, and that is it. Like this, this whatever that's, they make is what they make. Yeah, so it's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. We have something else, don't we? we so. Do. Ooh. So we actually, this is a uh, this is a sort of a hint at our next episode. This is a hint at our next episode. Yes, um, we'll be having a, a seminary classmate of mine on our episode next month, and he suggested that we get. I'm probably going to say it wrong. Salmiaki, salmaki, Salm, salmaki. It sounds salmaki. good. Sounds about right. Yeah, it's basically salt licorice from Finland. Uh, so package package actually came yesterday from Helsinki. Salmiak, that's what it is. Salmiak, salmaki is the Japanese two version. Different, two <laughs> di- yeah, yeah. Hey, I lived in Japan. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so salmiak, it's a uh, licorice, salt licorice, uh, which is popular over Ooh, in Scandinavia you, and uh, Germany. Mm, listen to this. I'm having a sword fight. Now I lost my... Sp- oh, there it is. Yes. So it's basically licorice, a salt licorice, like um, 
Mm. I wonder what it does if you take a sip of coffee with it in your mouth. Let me know. Makes the coffee taste delicious. <laughs> Go figure. That's really good. So it's very popular. And so to find out why we're drink, eating uh, Finnish candy mm. treats, listen to the next one. But yeah, so. and actually, I'll even give you one more hint. Not only listen to the next one, but blast your radio with heavy or hard rock, heavy metal or hard rock, and make the devil ah, horns. Yes. <laughs> but uh, compared to American or United States licorice, um, well, it's salt licorice, so it's saltier. But it, it's, there's really no not much sugar, sugar if any. It's mostly just the licorice. But it's really good. And actually, I find that America is like load everything up with sugar. Yeah. That's just what it is. Like, can I have a little coffee with my sugar, please? Can I have a little cookie with my sugar, please? You know, like, and we, we bite into a scone and we go, Ugh, what's this? It's it's real. That's what it is. It's not it's not it's not masked by sugar. Yeah. But these are really good. These are really good, and the salt brings out the flavor of the licorice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's good. Mm. So. Because I ordered it from Finland, I got four little packages of it. Mm. That was the only option that I had, so I'll have plenty for next month, too. And maybe I'll leave some with Todd so we can enjoy it. Oh, you're the best. And I probably will have to buy some for myself now. I, I think bucks. I'm I think I'm hooked. Ten bucks for four of them? For four. Hmm. Yeah, straight from Finland. Well, we'll support Finland, yeah. There's also uh, a brand from Germany. Mm. This is what Blake sent me, so... And we'll have to look for Norwegian while we're at it, too. <laughs> To, and throw Denmark in there while we're at it. We'll get all Scandinavian Viking countries together and mm-hmm. sample another, their food. Another hint at next month. <laughs> yeah, another hint. Dropping hints left and right. Left and right. So, well, that would be our Hebrews segment, which brings us to our most excellent music segment. <laughs> a little shocking. You want to go first? I'll go first. Um, no, you go first. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, keeping up the Scandinavian theme, um, I didn't really didn't know what to listen to or to review mm-hmm. um, today, so I went with um, the first band that ever really got me into metal, I guess you can say, got me into at least hair metal. Mm-hmm. Band from uh, Sweden by the name of Europe. Go figure. Go band figure. Europe from Sweden. <laughs> So their uh, their big hit that came out that really made them a household name was The Vinyl Countdown, which was my first cassette I ever bought mm. in 1987. Uh, but they had some stuff before that. Uh, so in the early 90s, they broke up. Um, but in 2004, they came, the original lineup came back together. Because mm. um, the original lineup changed in after the vinyl countdown tour because john norum their guitarist left okay went solo um so but in 2004 they all came back together and uh put out a album called start from the dark and so it has it's a really good album but the song i chose is called roll with you r-o-l-l roll with you this album surprisingly has some very spiritual slash religious themes to it. Like the first single off the album was called Gotta Have Faith. There's another song called Reason. Um, there must be a reason mm-hmm. why you're keeping me alive. There must be a reason uh, a God exists. Mm-hmm. That's another cool uh, song. I almost did that song, but. So roll with me. Um, if you the way you listen to it, depending on how you listen to it, it's either a love song for for your significant other, mm, mm-hmm. or you could interpret it as a love song from God. Okay. Tell yeah. me if you hear that in the lyrics. When you feel out of place, let me revolve around you. When your light fades, I have the strength to find you. When what you're feeling is too intense, and the darkness seems to draw you in, I roll with you. 
When you're so sorry and don't know why, it came to be a sad time in your life. I'll roll with you. We'll get you through. When you shut your eyes, I'll show you the images you're missing. When you've heard enough through me, you can listen. Uh, when what your feelings too intense repeats the chorus. And then it, it fades out with, uh, when you feel out of place, let me revolve around you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a very simple, simple song, but, you know, you could interpret that as, you know, God wanting to be present with you, and it's very much about grief and... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely hear that. Um, so so, we'll, so we'll, uh, we'll put a link to it in the notes. So there we go, from Europe. And where are they from again? Sweden. Sweden, Sweden, okay. Um, yeah, we'll put a link in the uh, uh, episode notes. And um, so I'm going to do one that has no profound meaning whatsoever. <laughs> But, um, well, first off, I'm going to have to post this. It's, it's, it's technically after Christmas, but my friend sent me a mashup between Marilyn Manson and Mariah Carey. If you can picture that mashup, it's called All I Want for Christmas is the Beautiful People. <laughs> and it's just really cool. It's like weird. But it's not weird in a bad way. It actually kind of works, and so you just have to listen for yourself. Didn't he just put out like a cover? Like I, I sent you recently a, a cover he did of um, something. Yeah, he. I think he did. Um, and my my other friend uh, uh, Eugene tagged me in a post with this, and I was just like, "What?" So anyway, we'll put the p- post in that for you to check out. Um, it's basically a mashup of the two videos. All I want for Christmas is you and the beautiful people together. So you've got some pretty awesome Mariah Carey Christmas classic mixed with some pretty awesome, not so pretty <laughs> Marilyn Manson imagery uh, being put together in one. If you have the stomach for it, watch it out. It's pretty cool. It's not, I shouldn't say if you have the stomach for it, it's not terrible. It's not, nothing really too bad in there, but he's just weird. So if you can put up with his weirdness, um, it's not all him. It's some of Mariah too. So, And somehow the beautiful people fits into the song. It fits. There, there's yeah. a, like a whole YouTube yeah. channel dedicated to mashing songs together yeah yeah it's just it's just kind of crazy so um i also have another song that i've been listening a lot to a band called moonspell and uh i'll just say this about them they are not christian by any stretch of the imagination but they're another metal band that comes out of europe and they really have um really are kind of almost in in some ways kind of like pioneers of the goth metal um scene Mm -hmm. so they're perfect mashup of like screaming metal but the guy can sing and and goth and so they deal with a lot of uh a lot of issues they they really kind of stand opposed to the church so a lot of their music is kind of like flipping the church on its head and this is uh no doubt uh one of those things so uh, it's called lycanthrope as opposed to lycanthrope. Now, anybody who knows what lycanthropia is, it's the condition of thinking you're becoming a werewolf. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, people have taken that and made movies off of it where someone has lycanthropia and they become an actual werewolf. But but the actual mental illness itself is, um, is a real thing. And... Um, so they play did a play on the words instead of lycanthrope, lycanthrope, and of course it's it's kind of like breaking free from the traditional. Um, I'm gonna imagine Roman Catholic like down looking down on sexuality, human sexuality, mm-hmm. and we have to understand that this band is from Portugal, so they're Catholic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, they're Catholic there predominantly. Uh, so they're kind of rebelling against that in these words. And it's also playing on Little Red Riding Hood, which is a really cool thing. The reason why I'm really picking this uh, video is because I love the band. I love uh, this particular song just because of the imagery. And and I've been listening to it a lot lately. And it has, it, it's just a really super cool video if you're into, like, horror. It's not... Like any, I, I wouldn't let your kids watch it, but if you're an adult, it's nothing that's gonna scare you or shock you. But it's just cool. It's just a cool theme. So, um, 
Well, sort of. It's it's there's a bit of sexuality in there. So oh, just this be, is a video or something. I sent it yeah. to you. This so so be warned. There is a little bit of sexuality as in there. As an adult, there. you're like, okay, this is cool. But it's as, cool. As a kid, you don't want to. You don't want your kids seeing this. No, but but it, it's cool. The sexuality is there, but it's not terrible. I mean, it's not like over the top terrible. Nothing nothing more than you'd see on your. Yeah, if you can handle a, a Madonna video, this is actually less than that. <laughs> so go figure. So there you go. Um, anyway. Um, so wolves gleam in human eyes, stealing tears from divine. Uh, break of hope, break of necks, hand on leash, can't go wrong, lickanthrope. Heart of a wolf breaking the bitter skin, under the chaos, under the moon, the pack is gathering. Little red, riding hoods, godspeeds, prostitute, under the stars, under Venus, the flock keeps giving. The night swallows the day, her lips find a way. We don't want to be saved, lickanthrope, lickanthrope. Uh, veil of a queen tying the hands of the king in the same in the name of the species under the silks. Let the games begin. Uh, little red riding hoods, Godspeed, you're destitute. Under the stars, under Venus, the clock is ticking. And then he goes into this howling thing where he changes into the wolf. I mean, it's like, it's just an awesome video. I could go on and on and on. Anyway, again, uh, there's nothing like profound in a Christian sense to pull from this, except, and, and I would say the same thing about Marilyn Manson, bad theology uh, perpetrated by people in power Mm-hmm. Uh, ends up in causing people to rebel. And when I, I think of any any good tra- tragedy out there, any heroic tragedy where the hero becomes tragic, where the hero falls, um, that usually is because the things that are burdened upon the hero are too much for them to care to bear, and there's a system that that is egging that on. Right, that's supposed to be helping them, but it's right. actually not helping them. And so we see that in Marilyn Manson, we see that in in Moonspell, we see that in these other things that are. We would look at them and say, "Oh, you sinners! You know, come back to G- turn or burn, right?" Like, um, but we're the ones that put them there in right. a lot of ways. We're the ones. Our theology is the ones that pushed them away. Right. Sounds so. a lot like the uh, folks that wrote Rev- Leviathan are. His, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh Revel Leviathan will appreciate this uh, yeah. this uh, this song. So yeah. if he hasn't heard it already. Oh, yeah. Anyway, Moonspell's a really fun band. Uh, you don't have to believe something to listen to it. Right. Just keep that in mind. You know. Very cool. I listen to Madonna. I don't believe everything she says. No. Same thing. So, um, cool. but good music. Yeah. yeah. So that is our most. That is our most excellent music section. Absolutely. Absolutely. So rock on. Rock on. I almost I almost chose another '80s band. Ooh. Who reunited with their original lineup in 2004, Duran Duran? Mm. Maybe I'll do that at some point. I love Duran Duran. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, now for. I've closed my phone. Oh, we're going to get into our fave movie segment. Fave movie segment. Mm hmm. And this is our fave movies of 2019, with maybe an exception or two, because they kind of bordered the 2018-2019 line. I can't wait for the movies next year, because then I'll have 2020 vision. (laughs) 2020 vision. I told that I had to get that in there somewhere. (laughs) Are you all ready for 2020 vision? Please don't be, because it's not... Well, it is 2020 now. It is. But the movies aren't out yet. The movies aren't out yet. Keep forgetting so, what year we're in. Yeah. Okay, so, so. Uh, you want to start it off? Yeah, I'll start us off. So, okay, my list of favorite movies would have to be um, definitely, uh, and we were just had them out, didn't we? We were just talking about them. So my, my favorite list of movies would have to be, um, oh, let's see here. Uh, this you know what was a really good one was um, uh, oh yeah, Pet Cemetery came out this Pet year. Cemetery. Pet Cemetery was a good movie, definitely. Um, Pet Cemetery, Dumbo came out this year. That was a lot of fun. Um, not that I'm a Disney fan or anything. <laughs> Us came out this year. Um, that came out uh, back in March. And that's uh, from the same guy that directed uh, Get Out. What I love about, and I forget his name off the top of my head, but what I love about his films 
as they deal with social justice issues, especially race, yeah. and um, and he pulls the horror out of them and makes these horror stories. So us, us uh, was a really good, really awesome film. It's, uh, on Netflix now, I think. It is yes, and it's a worthy watch. I definitely, definitely recommend watching it. Um, and uh, also John Wick three. If you're into the John Wick series, like they just keep getting better, and uh, from what I understand, John Wick four and now a Matrix movie is coming out in mm-hmm. the coming year. John Wick four and Matrix four <laughs> are coming out right around the same time. And guess what's also coming out in 2020? Bill and Ted's just released their first pictures from the movie. Keanu, man. Keanu is taking the theater by storm. Um, And so, um, yeah. And then Rocket Man. Oh, my God. Uh, If you haven't seen Rocket Man and and you have any sort of – you don't have to listen to his music regularly, but if you have any sort of respect for Elton John, and you should, um, Rocket Man's a phenomenal film. Uh, uh, What's his name? Taron Egerton really, like – brought that role home really became the role um and uh of course 2019 was also the year that um avengers and game came out that was just phenomenal it was a good movie uh, it's just such a good movie um and um and then i would say you know i mean i could list there's been a whole bunch of really good movies but but the joker has to be on the top mm has to be on top. I just hands down cannot think of anybody, Tom Hanks or onward, that did a better acting job in, in, in any role more than I could think of Joaquin Phoenix. I don't know if it gets the best picture, but it should definitely get best actor. His acting was great. It was, his acting was great. Like It was just flawless. I, I don't know how you do a better job than he did. And then, uh, of course, A Beautiful Day in This Neighborhood and... Uh, yeah, so uh, was there any other movie I was going to mention? Well, uh, you're going to mention one that I'm going to mention. Okay. Uh, one of my favorites was Shazam. Oh, Shazam! How could I forget? And that came out in February, right in the heart of Lent. Yep. It was a beautiful yeah, film. It was a beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. Like, super spiritual. Like, even actually deals with the seven, seven deadly sins. Seven deadly sin- sins, right in the heart of Lent. Uh, one of the, it transcends the superhero genre. And yet is a superhero movie, no doubt. Yeah. I went into that not expecting a good movie because I'm generally not a DC fan. <laughs> See, I am a DC fan, but they're they're better on their shows than, they've, than they traditionally have been. Minus oh, quite a few Batman movies and Superman. Those are their, like, staples in the movies. And when they try to go out of that, it kind of fails. So Shazam was, like, th- this, this character that probably many people didn't even know existed. <laughs> If you're not a DC fan, mm-hmm. and they come out with a movie on it, and it looks kind of goofy from the previews. Yeah, I went into it thinking because everyone's like, "Oh, it's just DC's attempt to be uh, Deadpool." It was better. And it was better. It was better than Deadpool. Like Deadpool's a good movie, but oh yeah, Shazam was good. Shazam was good. Um, this was technically a 2018 movie, but Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes, was, was good. And well, he, and he won. Yeah, Rami won. One in 2019, but I think they do that on purpose. They release it towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was good. I don't know if you saw The Irishman on Netflix. I've not seen The Irishman because it's like three and a half it's hours. Three long. and a half hours. I had to do it. Had to do it in two sittings, but it's good. It's okay. a really good movie. I hear it's kind of slow though. It's like a little it slow. Doesn't take it. It takes its time. It does take its time. So wasn't that in the theater simultaneously as it was in the Netflix? <clears throat> it was released initially in the theaters because Netflix does that now because mm-hmm. they have to in order to get. To be eligible for the awards, they have mm. to, it has to be in theaters. Okay. So. And then they kind of simultaneously put it on Netflix, so you can go see yeah, it either way. They'll put it out in theaters for like a month and then it's take on. it out. Yeah. Cool. Um, um, but I'm surprised you didn't mention it, Chapter Two. Oh, it Chapter Two. That was. A, I dropped a whole bunch of horror movies. <laughs> yes. That was my. I'm not a big horror fan, and that was a really good movie. And I am, so that's really kind of a role reversal for us. Yeah, It Chapter 2 is really good. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, of course, I I did not get, at least as of this recording, did not get out to see the remake of the cult classic uh, Black Christmas. Black Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the 70s version, but it actually has quite a cast. It has Olivia Hussey and uh, John... Um, Saxon and a whole bunch of like big names, uh, and actually has a pretty good rating review wise. And uh, they kind of 
it was an influence for movies like Halloween and, you know, it came out in 74, so it came out before Halloween. It was an influence for Halloween, and they kind of look at it as a precursor for, for slasher films. Uh, who knew? Yep. So they remade it. <laughs> I've yet to see it. And the last one I'll mention is, uh, I don't know if you saw Dolomite is my name with Eddie Murphy. Dolomite. No. It's uh, kind of the story around uh, Dolomite, the guy who became Dolomite. Like the, That started off the whole black exploitation movies in the 70s. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like Shaft and yeah. uh, Blackula. Yeah. <laughs> I own Blackula. I'm, I'm not shamed to admit that. So, that was a good, a funny movie if you're into like the comedy drama. Cool. And that, is that on Netflix? or it's on Netflix. I'll have to check that out. And I like Eddie Murphy too. So, cool. All right. So that's our fave movie segment. Our favorite movie um, segment. If you have any of your favorite movies that we may have missed, uh, by all means, tweet them at us. Tweet them at us. Uh, I know that there are some really good ones that I'm missing. So if 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 you can think of one, it's possible. I probably it's not impossible. It's probable I've seen it. By the way, friends, if you're a movie goer and you even if you make it to the movies once a month. Get a list. Uh, a list is a member. If you have AMC near you, a list is a membership, uh, a monthly subscription, twenty dollars a month. You get up to three movies a week. It does not matter which showing you go to, which theater. It could be IMAX, Dolby. It doesn't matter which one you go to. It's twenty dollars a month for three movies a week. That's a total of probably twelve movies uh, a month. Yep. Uh, it more than pays for itself. It does. I, I'm interested in you know, that. The only drawback that I see of it, and this is different from you because you enjoy going to movies by yourself. Uh, it, I actually enjoy going to, going to the movies with my wife. Yeah, yeah, um, and $40 a month. Yes. Well, I guess if you're both going, it still pays for itself. But you, once, It'd be nice if they somehow made it so you could have two people on the... Uh, yeah, yeah, or gave a little bit of discount so you're not paying $40. But, I mean, if you look at it this way, if Allison enjoys going to the movies with you, and you go about once a month, then you've paid for it's, it, it's paid still for paid for itself uh, as long as you go once a month or more. Yeah, you yeah. figure $20, $30 for tickets and then 20 to $30 for refreshments. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so long as you're going to the expense of showings, uh, it pays for itself. Um, or you're paying like $2 a ticket at that point. So, I mean, it's still worth it. But yeah. anyway, um, All right. so that's our fave movie. <laughs> Movie. So you think AMC's gonna throw any uh, royalties our way for that? You know, any uh, like uh... better? <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. It would be so. nice if they did. <laughs> I just totally promoted them. Uh, okay, so that brings us then to here we go again. Here, hey, hey, Sal. Yeah, Todd. Here we go again. Here we go again. Hey. Okay. Seems like uh, I can't believe this is the second. This is our second January. New Year, yeah, episode. Yeah, it was right around this time last year that we went outside. Uh, we were we had an emergency that we we took care of together, and then we went outside in our clergy collars and That's created right. a video saying, "Guess what? Guess what? When the ball drops, our episode drops." Yeah. Well, guess what? If you're listening to this now, you know that because the ball has dropped. You have since watched the ball drop. Yes, yes. And while you're still asleep recovering, this will have dropped. That's right. That's right. So, um, so yeah, I mean, like, here we go again. Here we go again. Another year. Another year. Another year of um, resolutions that we won't keep. <laughs> Another, you know, every year, and we probably talked about this last year, and we'll talk about it again next year, but every year, Sal, every year it's the same thing. Goodbye, 2019. Hello, 2020. Woo! It's going to be a great year. I'm going to get rich, and everything's going to work my way. And then we get to March, and we realize, yeah, now nah, this year sucks. <laughs> I've learned to uh, not make resolutions, because if I keep the bar low, I have to go over it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yes. Yeah. So no resolutions. If you accomplish something, you therefore have yeah, you know, gone far and above. Yeah, yeah. I just... Uh, I mean, think it. about this, Sal. You could put no resolutions out there. You fart, and you've already like, yep. you've already done it. You, right. you, you've accomplished more than you set out to accomplish. And mine don't stink, so there you go. Well, <laughs> of course not, and that's preordained. Um, no, I actually made a flyer today at my place of work, and for scheduled my first funeral of 2020. Oh boy! Um, and I so I started making the the flyer, and I went to hit print. And I was like. Uh, I had to go back and put 2020. It felt 20. weird to write 2020. 
That is weird. Yeah, it is weird. And actually, I've already started planning. <laughs> God help me. I've already started planning my Lent uh, sermon series and to put 2020 down in a folder and, and let alone March, <laughs> February and March. Like, um, this is this shouldn't be, but it is. It is. So there's a lot of things to dread and look forward to in 2020. Um, so here's how my 2019. You want me to start off how my 2019 went? Okay, my 2019 went something like this. We're going to skip over the first six months. And then in the sixth month of 2019, I got into a car accident and tore my meniscus in my right leg, my right knee. Uh, that was really fun. And then the rest of the summer, I hobbled around and couldn't do much because my meniscus was torn. Um, then uh, in the fall of 2019, I was put onto uh, uh, a medication that caused my blood pressure to completely tank, and I passed out and broke my front tooth. Ha! <laughs> and uh, so now I wear what's called a flipper, which is basically a retainer with a tooth, one single tooth, one single tooth attached to it. So when I have that in, you can't really tell. My, my voice is a little different, yeah. but mostly you can't tell that I have it in. If you, uh, if you listen to our December episode, you may have heard some of the... Oh, you could tell then. The lispiness of it. Yeah, you could tell then because that was brand new and the tooth wasn't even even. They had to shave it down and stuff. So yeah, for so then following my flipper getting put in, uh, the, the flipper was like a big snaggle tooth because it didn't fit right. So then I had to keep that for you know a couple weeks until the, I went back, got the stitches out, and they shaved the tooth down. Now it fits right. Um, so it's been... Oh, and then I had meniscus surgery. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's been it's been grand. Good times. Good times. Don't Let's go twenty twenty. <laughs> and and the reason why I'm saying this is, friends, no matter what, you'll always look for. You'll have hope for everything working your way in the next year, and then reality hits. Life the universe happens. doesn't work your way. Life happens. Life happens, and then you'll be at the same place next year going, goodbye to the previous year, hello to the new one. Yep. I mean, it's it's like, when do we get nauseous with this cycle? <laughs> Sorry, Sal. Yep. Um, for me, well, 2019, Allison and I did have a pretty rough 2018. You had a pretty rough 2018. 2018. Yeah. So we started 2019 pretty with, <laughs> hey, it's got to get better from from here. So I started 2019 three months in in March, turning 40. Did you ever, when you were a kid, go on a calculator and try to figure out, all right, in, uh, in this year I'll be this old? And mm-hmm. like I could never imagine when I was 12 that in 2019 I would be 40 years old. I know. Isn't that crazy? Um, yeah. But here I am. <clears throat> so most of 2019 was pretty pretty good. Um, you know, there was no major life events for Allison. We didn't lose anyone in her family. So there was, you know, it was a good time. I turned 40. Um, in fact, you didn't lose someone, but you did gain someone. We did gain. So that's, that's the thing I'm looking forward to in 2020 is I will have a son. I mean, technically you do have a son right now, but you can't cuddle with him. I do. I can't hold him. Unless you hold, uh, Allison's stomach, which she may smack you for doing so. We went, we went for the the 20 week ultrasound yesterday got to see his face and oh. i'm sucking his thumb and oh. his toes he was doing yoga yay yeah. <laughs> so um so yeah i mean 2020 overall was not a bad year for me i mean the the main thing that i you know i didn't have the physical ailments that todd had although i think the first six months of being 40, I was like, hey, this is not bad. And, like, I actually, like, my 40th birthday felt much better than my 30th, I think, mm-hmm. because I felt like in my 30s I actually got to a good place in my career, mm-hmm. got to a good place in, with my relationship with Allison. Yeah. So <clears throat> so that's 2019, but we're looking forward to 2020 because... Lots of good things. Lots of good things are happening. Oh, before we get off, we forgot to mention one thing about 2019 that is going to be awesome, and I'm going to see it on Thursday. That's right. Speaking of Star Wars... I forgot to include in our favorite movies. Yeah, we're going to see... I I don't know when you're going to see it, but I have a ticket to go see it uh, Thursday evening. Um, and, And that's pre-opening night you know they it's technically comes out on friday but they're 
They're putting it out on Thursday evening. And uh, I cannot wait to see the rise of Skywalker. Uh, I confess that right now uh, we're recording on a Tuesday. I have watched all Star Wars movies, including Solo and Rogue One. And all I have left are The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, and I've watched them all. Mm-hmm. So that's quite an undertaking. It's literally the the end of a era. It's the end of an era, yeah. And uh, this one looks so good. And uh, the other great thing about 2019 is Disney Plus and The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, The Mandalorian is I'm just so great. awesome. Baby Yoda, folks. Baby, Baby Yoda. Yoda. Yeah. It's, cutest uh, thing ever. Cutest thing ever. It's created some uh, some awesome memes out of it. So. I'll never forget him fighting with another uh, bounty hunter on the ground, and all of a sudden you hear, and they both look over, and there's Baby Yoda holding a teacup, sipping tea. <laughs> I don't know if you you caught it, but the the kids are watching him, and he starts eating a frog. <laughs> yes. And he like he stops, and he pulls it out because he realizes they're getting all grossed out by what he's eating. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's he's great. Um, so right now, six episodes have been released. Um, They're releasing episode seven early because of the movie coming out. So the oh. episode seven will be out tomorrow. Oh, perfect. Okay, so episode seven will be out tomorrow. But they come out every Friday, basically. Every Friday, episode seven will be out tomorrow because I guess they're, they're giving you a sneak preview. And here's the thing. If you're not a Star Wars fan, but you're a Western fan, you might like this. This is a combination. It's called a space western. It's a combination of sci-fi, but also the traditional like spaghetti western style. The lone gunslinger coming into town, like it has that feel to it. The music even has that feel to it, yep. and uh, it's just everything that's good about the Star Wars world, yep. and everything that is good about a western thrown into one. And uh, our friend Drew from the God and Whiskey podcast said, like, besides the original trilogy and Rogue One, this is the best thing that has ever happened to the Star Wars franchise. Yeah. And I agree. It's pretty good. I, it's, yeah. <laughs> I agree. And I and I do like the the new trilogy, you know, I, I do like it. Um some people kind of ripped on Last Jedi. It was not my favorite of the two that have come out so thus far, but it I don't think it needs to be ripped on. But we have fickle <clears throat> fans in the Star Wars. There's a... <clears throat> I like how they've tied because it takes place. The Mandalorian takes place five years after the Empire Falls, the Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Um, so there's some nice um, tie-ins to the original trilogy. There are. Um, there's even even a reference to the <clears throat> the booth in the cantina where <laughs> Greedo says McClunky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worst yeah. edition ever, by the way. I What's that? Have you seen the whole? Did you notice that? When yeah. You watched. Yeah, yeah. McClunky. McClunky. Yeah. Why? Why, George, why would you do that? (laughs) And the other thing that they referenced were uh, the prequels in the latest episode. He says, perhaps you're a gunkin. Yusa, Yusa not comfortable with being here? (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought was pretty funny because the gunkins were the worst. They're literally the worst thing you worst that, that thing. ever happened to the Star Wars franchise. Jar Jar Binks. Who don't know Jar Jar Binks? Yeah, yeah. Misa happy. <laughs> okay, so uh, there's a there's a theory that Jar Jar was actually a Sith Lord. There is that theory, and they thought that uh, what's his name, um, uh, the 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 guy that was uh, commanding Kylo Ren, um, Snoke. Snoke, yeah, Commander Snoke. They, there was the rumor that they thought that Commander Snoke was Jar Jar Binks, and that clearly turned out to not be. Yeah. Thankfully. Thankfully. Snoke did not need that. No. Um, so back to uh, 2020, the, the things that I look forward to in 2020, um, well, another year with the party on John Cast. Yes. We have some really awesome things lined up. By the way, you may not know this on it on this end on on your end of li- listening to things, but we are actually recording on two microphones. Two microphones. It only took us a year and a half to figure this out. Yes, but we're recording on two microphones uh, plugged into one computer, computer. Uh, so that our voices are hopefully even and. Uh, my voice will always be louder. I can't help it's that. Just the nature of it. But when, but when we're not like hovering over one mic, it makes it hard. It makes it easier. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully this will make it less awkward for our future guests. 
Here's what we're hoping. Yeah. Hoping. Yeah. So, um, so I, a lot of good things coming up in 2020. Um, uh, you know, I try not to. Here's the thing. Jesus said, uh, "And what do you profit? Uh, what do what do you gain by what what do you gain to your life by worrying about a single thing? Uh, do, can any of you gain by worrying?" Uh, and Jesus and Jesus tells us uh, not to worry. Um, that that we should. He said, "Look at the lilies of the field. They were more." grandly dressed than all of the people in Solomon's court. And yet, do you not think that God will also take care of you? And look at the birds of the air. They neither toil nor spin, yet God provides their every needs. Do you not think God will do the same for you? Uh, so so do not worry. And uh, Jesus is always saying this. He says to his disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let them be afraid. Um, God throughout the Bible says, Fear not, I am with you. So I try not to get, I don't know about you, but I try not to get too caught up with what is going to happen in 2020 or in any year because you just can't predict it. And then you get your hopes up and things don't go the way you're hoping. And then it just, to me, it takes away from your life. Right. It just made me think of, and I <clears throat> I like that theme of Jesus telling us not to worry. And if you look at the, the ending, the very last verse of Matthew, mm-hmm. he says, and remember... I'm with you always to the end of the age. To the end of the age, yeah. So, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, Todd and I are are both guys that struggle with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, but six years in for me into this whole ministry thing and learning, okay, finding ways to deal with that anxiety and trying not to worry, but ultimately knowing that it's in God's hands. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think I think just realizing that you know what in 2020 I'm going to be no less human than I was in 2019, yep. or no more human than I was in 2019. I I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to have some pretty awesome successes as well. And um, trusting that God is working in me and through me despite me, <laughs> you know. That's uh, to me. That's what. That's what I think. You know, it was like, and and I did just watch Return of the or Return of the Jedi when uh, uh, Luke comes back to the uh, planet, uh, the Dagobah system, and he comes back to to find Yoda, and Yoda's dying, and uh, Yoda says, "You you become nine hundred years old and see how you do," <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny, um, and. Uh, while you're at it, Sal, I will uh, take seconds as well. Sal is pouring more coffee because we are the coffee guys. So uh, he, anyway, he's on Dagobah's system and he's looking for um, he's looking for Yoda and he finds Yoda and Yoda's th- pretty much dying and he says, "But you can't die. I still have to finish my training with you." And Yoda says, "Yoda says, um, everything you need, you already have." And so then, and then so Luke's like, oh, so I am a Jedi. And Yoda looks at him sideways and says, not yet. <laughs> you first have to learn how to fail. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, you know, like, like so I, I think there's much wisdom in, in what Yoda says there. We're, we're constantly looking so far into the future to proclaim we're something we're not. Um, and and we're also afraid of what lingers on in the past uh, behind us, and we we fail to live in the moment, you know. And we're looking for all of these exterior things to give us what God has already gifted us with, um, which I think is theologically, spiritually problematic for us. Yolo, yolo, <laughs> yeah, yolo. Um, um, but yeah, we. Um looking forward to the future with uh with our soon to be child Hmm. um we were in church on sunday and uh part of the sermon was uh our priest was mentioning um you know advent and christmas is about jesus creating a new thing new creation Mm -hmm. and uh right at that moment the baby kicked oh like stirred yeah and uh good timing perfect time and so Alice is like I'm like, like Calvin just kicked and I was like oh like uh, like John and Elizabeth when he met Jesus yeah um, so 
looking to the future with excitement and kind of knowing a side side note like I'm kind of fascinated with the fact that our child will be born in 2020 hmm. and so like he'll be at like even like he'll be 10 in 2030 yeah he'll yeah be yeah 20 and 2040 yeah I just I find that fascinating that's my OCD brain well because he's yeah because he's born on an even year just like um my oldest was born on a zero year so whatever year it is is the year she is and that's it's that's pretty um pretty pretty cool pretty cool yeah but yeah um but yeah i liked your analogy to yoda telling um luke he has to fail yeah like because that you know joking with allison about like how are we gonna mess this kid up meaning like we're not gonna we're not gonna try to mess the kid up but we're gonna be parents and we're gonna fail at things we're not gonna be perfect parents mm. Um, and we're going to provide for him that our parents couldn't provide for us, or they tried to provide for us. You know, each generation tries to do better for their children. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we're going to mess something up. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that when he's 40, there's going to be stuff he tells us that we messed up. And the beautiful thing is you're also, well, it's beautiful, but scary at the same time. You'll also have those moments where you realize those things, certain areas that you thought your parents messed up. They were actually right, and you find yourself doing the same thing. Yep. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, oh. I get it. <laughs> Didn't get it then, but I get it I now. Get it now. Um, yeah, I, I, I think uh, I, I think that that's it's parenthood. I mean, I had somebody used to always say, you know, they don't come out with manuals, yep. <laughs> and they don't. And and they're you know, when you're when you're expecting, especially on your first child, second child, you're kind of like, eh, been there, done that, but. But in the first child, you get all of these like what to expect when you're expecting books, and you start reading. I mean, it's, it's a, and I wouldn't change that for the life of me because you're excited, you're getting getting ready for it. But you'll find out some of those things are very helpful. Other thing, I mean, there isn't a single book out there that will fit your child to a T and fit your parental experience to a T. They can offer advice, but basically, you're gonna need to live in the moment. Yep. Yeah. We got a book. Um... We got a book this weekend from someone at the barn that it's a uh, shit they don't tell you about your baby. So I'm looking forward to reading that one. I dated myself with what what to expect when you're expecting, I think. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Anyway, um, yeah, so lots to look forward to. Um, you know, this past December 2019, and here's a good example of being willing to fail. I have started a partnership with our local college, our local community college. And, you know, we decided to, to have a debate held at our church um, on climate change. And we brought in a diverse p- panel and debate team, uh, people across the board on, on this. Um, so we had like Dr. Uh, William Happer who serves on President Trump's national security. I can already hear people sighing and groaning, other people cheering, depending on who listens to us. <laughs> um, but but we had him on uh, as for the climate change skeptic. Um, we had Dr. Pashier from uh, uh, Montclair State University, University, who's an environmentalist, uh, scientist, and geologist uh, who studied glacial um, levels and things like that. A humble brag. What's that? Is this a humble brag? This isn't a brag. So, um, I'm just <laughs> uh, so yeah, and and I was. By the way, I can't I can't claim success for bringing those people in because I I wasn't the one who 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 contacted them. But but anyway, we put this whole event together, and we had people from the the far right, the far left, and it got a little tense, you know. And people were worried, like you know, what happens when. Uh, you know, what happens if this fails? What happens if, if like people fly off the handle? What happens if people think your church believes this or your church believes that, you know? And, and I, while I take those questions seriously and I could worry about them to an, and to an extent, maybe I do. I wanted, I have a bigger vision that I want to see a place for dialogue because we're not dialoguing in our society anymore. And that's as toxic as, as the pollution going into the environment. And, and so we created this space, and there were some things that happened right and some things that didn't happen so well at all. And 
moving forward. Hopefully we learn from those things that didn't work. But do I regret doing what we did? Absolutely not. We pulled 140 people in from the community. We had a vibrant debate. People went away, mostly uh, thankful it happened and learning something. And we move forward and we improve. But until you have that failure... So, and I'm not saying the whole event was a failure. The whole event was a success overall. But there are failures in everything we do that you grow and learn from. Yeah. Yeah. That's when there was definitely, for myself, because, <clears throat> I mean, if you're not reflecting on, on how you do your job, at least, especially in our line of work as yeah. clergy and chaplains, you know, you need to reevaluate what you're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I have a very fresh, what I... Most people would not consider it a failure, but I consider it a failure of uh, someone very dear to me who I walked with uh, to her death. Mm. But at the end, because of the death process and the her diagnosis, she was out of character mm. of how she normally was just because of what was going on. Um, I can't share specifics. Right. But And because of that, for my own emotional well-being, I withdrew. Mm-hmm. And I told the staff, I said, don't call me unless she's passed. Yeah. yeah. After. Yeah. Uh, I still consider that a failure because I had to withdraw myself from that situation. Yeah. Because I knew, even though it wasn't her, it was her, but mm-hmm. it wasn't her in that moment because we had a really rough visit. I visited her in the hospital mm-hmm. with an intern of mine. Mm-hmm. And... Just because of the process, it was a very awkward visit. Yeah. She got very mad at me, and so I withdrew. Yeah. But I learned, okay, that may have been, felt like a failure. It wasn't because I knew, okay, this is making me feel something that is going to hinder my ministry to her and my being present for her. So I'm better off withdrawing and let other people take care of her. You, you knew the pastoral presence was about to come out at me and say, was that a failure? <laughs> but but it feels like one. You were about to chapel on the chapel. Yeah, well, yeah. but it, feel, it feels like one. It feels like, like a failure yeah, it feels like you one. want to be there for yeah. everybody. Um, absolutely. Uh, there are things that happened this year in my church that I wish had happened differently. You know some of them that I could easily look back on and say, did I do that right? Did I do this right? Um, looking back, I believe I did do what was right, but it felt like a failure at the time. Mm-hmm. And and every now and again, that 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 question of did I really fail or did I succeed in this uh, is still uncertain in some ways. So it, it, be careful. Uh, and, and Yoda, back to Yoda, will say, you know, your feelings are a benefit to you, but don't get sucked too far into them because they are also a path to the dark side. Mm-hmm. And and so we need to detach ourselves even to, to a degree from our own feelings because if we let them run amok with us, this sounds very Buddhist, but it's true. If we let them run amok with us, and I think that's where Jesus is getting at when he says, don't worry. You know, can you add a single moment to your life size, uh, lifetime by worrying? Um, we need to detach ourselves a bit from that. Otherwise, we get sucked into it, and that leads us down a dark and twisted path. There's a healthy detachment. Should have called this the Star Wars episode. Yeah, Star Wars episode. <laughs> this is the theology of uh, Yoda. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a, and in, in, in clergy circles and definitely in chaplain circles, they call that having good boundaries. Yeah, good boundaries. Uh, right. being, being able to acknowledge and detach. Now, you don't want to detach too far. No, no. Because you still want to be present in the moment. Right. But that's a it's, a it's a fine line. Fine line, and it takes a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. you can over detach, and you yeah. can under detach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's a very fine line, and I think if you if you attune yourself to your own sense, your own senses, uh, and open yourself up to the Holy Spirit, I think you'll find that place of what's the right balance. Right. But there will be fail there will be failures and successes along the way. Right. That that help inform. And if you look that. at the, I mean, if. The way I look at it, if you look at the ministry of Jesus, he is always retreating away from. Yeah. He he goes in, he does ministry, and he says, "All right, let's go out to the countryside," yeah. and he retreats. And when those moments when the crowds follow him, like with the feeding of the five thousand, he has compassion, and in the moment he says, "Okay, I'll break that boundary and I'll feed you." But he establishes boundaries by taking his disciples away from the crowds. Yeah. 
because he knows that it's important for him to pray and recharge, but it's also important for him to be in that time with his disciples, right? nurturing that relationship. I, I, Jesus, I think, is a lot like you and I. Um, like, I, I, I call him the, and myself too, the extroverted introvert. At his core, he's introverted, but he knows how to handle himself oh, yeah. around cloud, I've, crowds. I've totally preached that. I've preached that. Yeah. Especially with the, the feeding of the 5,000. I've preached that Jesus was an introvert. Yeah. He was, as I call it, a socialized introvert. Socialized introvert introvert, or extroverted when he needed to be, but but it drained the life out of him and he had to go up on a mountain afterwards yeah. by himself. In fact, if, if, you, if you know Sal and I at all... Um, we're usually communicating via text in a dark room by ourselves. <laughs> yep. Like, hey, Sal, how are you doing? Good. You? Good. Yep. And then 15 minutes, a half hour, hour, five hours go by, and then we text something else. But our our normal natural place is by ourselves. Yep. But we're in a, a field, a vocation that doesn't allow us doesn't to be by ourselves. Yeah. You just look at it. Jesus had to fall asleep, fell asleep in a boat in a storm because yep. he needed to recharge. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, I think that's a good place. Yeah. I think uh, what I would, I, I don't know about you, Sal, but my hope for people listening to this podcast, uh, and we kind of went into this loosey-goosey, like like let's just have a fun episode and just very, talk about whatever comes up. A very loose uh, agenda. Agenda, yeah. So um, what I hope for our listeners is that instead of wishing away the past and hoping for the future, live in the moment. Take each day at a time, each day, by the day, and seize the moment. Carpe diem, Carpe right? Diem. Uh, seize the moment and and really just live in the present and allow your your dread of the past and your anxiety for the future uh, to fade away and trust that God is carrying you where you need to go. And if you fall off the path, guess who's there? The Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd. And I'd... I share this with, with residents and families and staff at uh, my ministry setting all the time. And I actually got it from my work at the hospital. I, I believe it was a, one of the Buddhist, cha- the Buddhist chaplain who wrote it on the board, but I'm not, not sure. But it was one breath at a time, mm. one step at a time, one day at a time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. just take it day by day and uh, we'll get there. <laughs> that reminds me of Rogue One. I am with the force, and the force is with me. I'm one with the force. I'm one with the force, and the force is with me. Yep. Yeah. I'm one with the force, and the force is with me. Yep. Emmanuel, God with us. God with us. And yeah, remember, one with God, and God is with me. Yep, and rebellions are built on hope. Amen. Uh, so that, uh, my friends, is our kickoff to 2020. Here we go again. Woo! Here we go again. Uh, as always, we'll be posting stuff in the episode notes uh look for our uh our february episode which will drop out on february 1st we have a a cool episode in store um but in the meantime we're thankful that you have listened to us drone on about uh yoda and other things (laughs) our random eisegesis of our thoughts (laughs) random eisegesis that's right uh so we'll have everything posted on the in the notes um for those of you who didn't see on our social media account, I did have to start a new Twitter account. Um, yes. Because every time I t- tried to reset my password, Twitter said, you already you already did. No, I didn't. This is kind of like a, a bump in the road for you in 2019, isn't it? Yeah, that was a bump in 2019. Twitter, yeah. 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 So slowly rebu- rebuilding my followers, and so I'll, we'll put a link to that in our notes. But follow us on Facebook, Party on Johncast. Uh, on Twitter, PO, Party on J on Twitter. Uh, yeah, Party on J on Twitter, uh, PartyOnJohn.org, um, and yes. whatever else we got there. Yep. Find us wherever you find your podcasts and rate us and give us reviews because that gets it out there. And, and keep drinking the brew. Keep drinking the brew. Whatever brew it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Amen. Percolated. Percolated. <laughs> so. Okay. All right. Well, uh, rock on, Sal. Rock on. Party on, sir. And what do you normally say? Be excellent to each other. And don't be a jerk. Bye.